0: Hi everybody, welcome welcome to another episode of Cloud Conversations with me, Peter Rising and my wonderful co-host Kat Beedham who is joining me today and we are super delighted to welcome uh, a guest to the show. Um, joining us from, from my neck of the woods, the northeast of England is uh, Katie McMillan. Katie, welcome to the show. How are you today?
1: I'm very well thank you Peter really really good um it's it's really good to be here it's uh, in this very very cold um tuesday as it is <laughs> but it's uh, no it's uh, it's good to be here
0: amazing no thank you for taking the time to join us um it's been a long time coming we've been trying to organize this for a while um so it's good to have you finally uh, with us on the show so for the benefit of our viewers and, and listeners would you mind doing a, a short intro to yourself tell us a little bit about yourself your career journey to date and how you got to where you are today
1: yeah sure so um, I'm Katie McMillan I'm an information security professional and um, I've been working in security for I want to say seven years now um, and uh, in technology and IT for probably approaching 12 years now so I've um mm-hmm. I've I kind of got to start off in in a help desk and work my way through uh, uh, as work my way up and in, in into management positions um, in infrastructure. So I have an infrastructure background um, and in in infrastructure management. Um, and I decided that I saw an awful lot of different um, different gaps in the security um, within in my my infrastructure role, and thought, do you know what? I'm I'd like to to plug those and and um, try and make things a little bit more secure and a little bit better for people um, and so I, I got the security bug. and an a, a mm-hmm. ex-colleague of mine had, had poached me um, over to a company, um, a little consultancy up in the in the northeast and I was, um, I worked with with them and became a, um, a PS, PCI DSS QSA and um, working on, on uh, PCI assessments and working on Um, working on ISO 27001, that sort of thing, so I'm very much a GRC person, um, and and worked my way into um, more consultancies, more consultancy uh, background, working with um, blue light organisations, local government, and um, I've very, very recently in January started working for Avenard. so I'm a a tech advisory um, manager at Avenard, focused on security advisory, so it's um yeah very very focused on on the grc side of things uh, but also look at sort of deep diving into into more technical realms these days which is nice to get um to get my my technical um background in there and and enjoy some more of that that technical rather than just basing on the the governance risk and compliance areas so yes yeah, so that's me really
2: so we've got a few of the community members who've uh, hopped over to Avanad as well, so <laughs> <that's interesting. laughs> A few of them in there. How's your first few months going? Do
1: you know what? it's been it's been really lovely. Everybody is so welcoming and so friendly. Um, it's I got to start with um, with some really great people as well. Um, mm. Fantastic. Uh, I believe members of the community as well who, who are really uh, really skilled and and so much knowledge. Um, that i started with so many people that, that have so much to offer and um, the best thing about the organization is it's very people focused so it means that um there's a big big strong emphasis on networking and then and sort of getting to know the people you're working with and working remotely mm-hmm. and uh, getting to know those people's really it can be quite difficult because yeah. they've um they have that that ethos it, it does push people to to actually get to know the people um, in different teams and different areas to build your own network within the um, the organisation, and I like that a lot. Is it's um, being that there aren't a lot of people in the northeast who work for <laughs> Avonide, so it is in comparison yeah. to other areas of the country. So having that network around the country is really really important to me, and and I love to do things yeah. like this, have a good chat with people and see see what other people are working on and see uh, how I can help them as well, which is always good
2: amazing yeah i think it's hard joining remotely so i've just joined at cps which is with oh, peter yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. right, the other way and um <laughs> and uh yeah it is uh joining in a remote setting so you have like we, i went in the, like the first day but i've everybody has just been over teams calls and it's such a different feeling for being into the office than joining remotely so yeah. interested in trying to find that balance so I feel you I absolutely feel learning all the new processes and everything uh just home in my office so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: interesting
1: one. it is I had a um when I started my last organization I worked for Agilisys previously to Avnod and I um when I started there it was at at the start of the first lockdown and um and going all uh, going through my full induction I'd never met anyone I didn't meet anyone in the team for about 18 months um, and everybody in wow. their, in their local offices in the house where everyone's just learning how to use the um, their new way of working, the, the remote working. It was quite bizarre, but also fantastic because it was a whole new security team. So mm. everybody was in the same position. Everyone was new and we were all figuring it out together. Um, and I thought I, I did find um, although the induction process was different, it was it was also enjoyable because it was different and getting to um, to bring the new ways of working into uh, to sort of a, a security function having had the experience of being an auditor and going out to different oh. sites and having to sit with people over desks and and discuss their assessments with them doing things remotely was it was a, it was a bit of a fresh change for me I quite enjoyed it. And um, it, it will be it's nice now to be able to go and meet people in person though. It is I mm. missed that too, being able to to just sit down and have a cup of coffee with somebody because I get sometimes I get more done that way and it's um mm. it's nice to have the option. Whereas before obviously we didn't have that option locked in our mm. little uh, box rooms in our homes a lot of the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're slowly getting back to a, a balance where in COVID we were obviously all working from home. For a very long time, and then after restrictions lifted, we sort of continued that for the most part. But slowly but surely, I think it's evening itself out a little bit as well. I mean, and um, uh, I, I I tend to prefer working from yeah. home. If anything, um, I, I I like I like my travel to be the exception rather than the rule. But it's I must admit it's it's nice to get out and about on those on those occasions, and get into offices and share experience and see people in person. But um, it was at Agilisys, though, wasn't it? Where you met Zoe, wasn't it? Yeah. Zoe Zoe Wilson, and and was a big, big yeah. uh, friend of yours and and big advocate of yours. So, uh, and she's now also at Avenard, isn't she? So,
1: this is true. Yeah. So it's uh, it was it was a, a strange coincidence because um, Zoe and I got to know each other um, through uh, the Women's Empowerment Network as well at Agilisys. Mm. So we we did a lot of uh, a lot of uh, discussions around um, around. Uh, sort of building the um, the female presence in the business and and um, sort of promoting um, people into um, to different awards, uh, different Women in Tech awards. It was actually Zoe that, mm. that um, nominated me for the um, Tech Women One Hundred, which I won cool. uh, back in twenty twenty one. So yeah, yeah, okay. fantastic, awesome. really, really lovely of her to to nominate me, which was really uh, quite quite a nice. Um, nice surprise, it was. Um, mm-hmm. And the, yeah, so when, when uh, she left a little bit earlier than me from, from Agilesis and, um, and although uh, Zoe was already working there, I didn't actually tell her I'd applied until after I'd done it. Huh? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was uh, just, a, I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm going to pop this application in and then tell her I've done it. So that's what I did. And, yeah, it's fantastic to have um, like-minded people, at, at Avenard mm. as well. So um the likes of the likes of Zoe being there and, and being a, um an advocate of of um everybody who, who wants to um to push themselves forward into into new and exciting um arenas. I I can absolutely say that Zoe's that person she just adv- mm. is the advocate of the people who 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 want to push themselves forward and it's um it's fantastic to have her in my corner, which is really lovely. Mm. Um, we should tag well, her
3: when we
2: post this uh, episode so she knows been talking she about her.
1: That, yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh, definitely. Yeah, she's super she motivating. Whenever whenever you see her in person or, or otherwise, she's she instantly just makes you feel um motivated and happy and oh. focused. She's just such a lovely person. So hey hey Zoe, if you're watching.
2: i i did want to ask actually picking up on um you mentioned the women in tech awards which is amazing um and kind of you know trying to they've done a lot of work with women in tech and from your experience obviously started off the help desk worked in infrastructure what's your experience like but in your career as a woman in tech and for those a second part to that question which i think is so useful to hear from women in tech is how what would your tips be for rising in the ranks of that type of role? How did you go from help desk? What worked for you if anything?
1: <laughs> yeah, great. It's kind of so, advice. Absolutely. So I um from a woman in tech perspective, um, my my career um although I started on um, on the help desk in in technology, um I didn't actually start uh, to work in technology until I was I think I was 27 when I started uh, to actually get get out there and, and work in tech um and that was was simply because it wasn't something that I ever thought was was for me and it wasn't uh, I think that in the school school ages and university and and the like um it is it does feel that there's still very much gender stereotypes out there um and not not so much these days we've definitely come an awful long way and and there's still a long way to go but I do find that um, when I even when I was working in um, in different um, organisations, there is the there's a, um, a misconception that certain jobs only men can do. Um, and that was still very mm-hmm. much there in the, the organisations I was working in. What I found worked for me was that um, I I I've, I've worked out where I wanted to go. And I started to spend time lunch times and after work pushing myself and getting myself and um, uh, working with the different teams that I was working with that I ended up working with. Sorry, um, in the uh, I'd, I'd train myself, I'd push myself forward, spend evenings sitting on my laptop teaching myself um, how to how to be a sysadmin, <laughs> basically. Um, and although I didn't know everything, and um, the manager who ended up promoting me saw my worth and gave me a chance he um he said he hadn't seen um anybody push themselves that far for a very long time um and I may not have been um the I might not have been the person who knew the most about the, si- the system that I was going in for the job for but I did have that drive and that attitude and the correct attitude and um, that I wanted to go places I wanted to move myself forward and that's how I've I've ended up with every role that I've got uh, since then is that you have to you've got to be willing to try and um, I think there's a an element of you look at job description there's um there's I think it's quite well known that sometimes that when men read, read job descriptions and see that there are um things that they can't do they go oh you know I'm going to put my job in my my application in anyway. if Guilty. a woman looked yeah there we go a uh, woman <laughs> looks at that and they say oh I can't do half of that oh I'm not going to bother because I'm never going to get the absolutely.
2: job yeah. absolutely that's happened to me a lot mm-hmm. and when and it was it looking at some of the stuff on some of the job applications and the requirements I was like they've worded this in a weird way but I think that's what I do <laughs> type of thing as well so like the yeah. language is there but honestly there was a role that was kind of there. um that somebody reached out to me basically to join um and the role was kind of absolutely suited yes great you know we'd love you to come in and interview and when I read the job spec I was like I wouldn't have applied for I wouldn't have gone for this because I would have thought oh no I can't do that oh my goodness but I did end up and then I got obviously got the role but that was the job spec and I yeah so I absolutely hear you 100% on that
1: yeah i find it, it from a security perspective as well i found that i was a server and storage manager when i went to work um for uh in security and not knowing um well when when a, a colleague of mine approached me and said well, why don't you come and work with us i did say um initially well i, I don't have security experience yes. and front but you deal day to day with access control you deal with um, patching you deal with um vulnerabilities you deal with um with up big upgrades you you're constantly dealing with security you just don't know that it is security and i think that was such a, a big um a big point that uh, that i i it, i clicked and thought oh do you know what i actually do and i do that quite regularly i write policy and yes. process as well for 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 different um uh, for different areas within the organization so i was doing it anyway i just didn't realize so i when I, when I did end up making that jump, it wasn't as difficult as I thought it was going to be. And I built yeah. it up in my head and not realising, actually, no, I'm, I'm, I'm OK. I can do this. Uh, and I find that as I mentor um, junior women in tech as well. Um, so I do, I do that with, um, with Reed, um, REED recruitment for their, their women in tech mentoring. Um, and I've mentored some absolutely fantastic uh, women they're, they're brilliant so switched on much more intelligent than I can ever ever hope to be um but have no confidence in their own ability because yeah. they've they've they yeah they've built built things up to be much more complicated than they are and I yeah and I, I feel we do that as women <laughs> That's it. you've yeah. nailed
2: it you've honestly nailed it on the head we make things a lot more complicated than they are if you read some if I'm reading something that like that job spec so there's a line in there and I think god that sounds but actually all you're doing is like presenting a technology like you're doing a presentation about a technology that you know about to someone yeah. else but it's the, the way and they overcomplicate things in your head I think that's much too big for me to grasp and then the imposter syndrome comes in strong yeah. and you second guess absolutely and, and I've, I've been starting to I'm, I get it really bad so you could tell I'm, I'm like a bit passionate about it because it really affects me and i've started listening to the self-help podcast <laughs> um just to try and get over it and there's this woman i think it's suzanne falter and uh she used to be a copywriter back in the day like for big advertising firms and she just kind of goes through you need to just take a moment step back and think about exactly what it is write it down what is it you're being asked like you can and decipher then do you can you do it yes and that just that tip, I think, just absolutely saves me anyway from, yeah, thinking, oh god, I can't, can't do anything.
1: <laughs> so no, I, yeah, I completely get that. I feel um, that my imposter syndrome is is terrible as well. I, I'm constantly thinking someone's going to find me out. I'm not very. Yeah, familiar. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <a fraud>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, I'm a fraud. Yeah, I am a fraud. Nobody, I, I can't be. But but I can't have the certifications and and, yeah. and the um I can't have managed to to get these jobs if I if I didn't know anything but in my head yeah
2: well the opportunity wouldn't have you know you wouldn't have the opportunity in front of you if you weren't qualified to to have it (laughs) I'm glad yeah there's there's a common theme I think there's a few people that we've spoken to have the same honestly it's a shame I hope I wish I didn't, wouldn't wish it on anybody, but I'm really happy that I'm not alone. And <laughs> that, <aspect>. mm. <laughs> of... me too.
3: <laughs> I think our I conversations have
0: teams. shown that we are not alone, without a doubt. Many of the guests on our show, many of the people we talk to in community, have are, are, I'm among them. I, th- I think when you and I worked together, Katie, we used to discuss this a lot. that We, we had this in common. Um, and um, I mean, I'm I'm 50 years old. I'm 51. In, july this year i've been working since 1988 and i feel exactly the same um i've been working 30 whatever years it is my math isn't so great um and i'm waiting for people to find me out i'm like surely they're gonna figure out i'm utterly shit you'll be retiring
2: peter right i know i know the the, the day before i
0: retire they'll probably say
2: actually (laughs) you're not very good (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, no, it, it is nice to hear it's nice to hear when um when people are feeling the same way And i've, I've um i also do some um I work as, as an enterprise advisor at, um, for a school um and their careers um so an enterprise advisor goes in and uh, works with the careers teams to um to help them with uh with an industry or to help them to to have the connections that they 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 need to be able to um, to have that um, be it work experience, be it um, people coming in to talk to, to students or, or whatever they really need from somebody who works in um, in industry. Um, wow. And I found when when you speak to students as well, um, it's even in in computer science. Um, there's I've, I've done a couple of um, classes for for a particular school, and they have a, um, a classroom full of boys. Mm. Uh, straight off and then when I speak to the students that I've mentored on the from a junior um, women in tech they have they've been one or two women in the in the group and that really affects them and I don't think it's um it's not because necessarily that affects them because they don't feel um they deserve to be there but it affects them because they don't feel that they necessarily relate to everybody in the room um, and that that happens um, all the way through different areas of diversity as well. And it it is. Um, but it's uh, it and obviously those areas are, are very key to um, to people should work to 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 push those forward. It's just that, that because I'm a woman in tech, I, it, it's a better um, and better soapbox for me to stand on because I can I can relate a little bit. Um, yeah, so it is. I do find that. Um, that boosting the confidence of um of those people has been such um such a rewarding thing to do and it and I, and as much as i do it for them i do it for myself too because i do mm. feel that if i was if i was sat there in um in that position i would also want somebody to sit to to boost me up and say do you know what you're absolutely fantastic look at all these strengths mm. you've got and build on them and I, um it's and i didn't have necessarily that when i was growing up in the same way that that I can do that for people now. So if I can if I can be um inspiring by just showing them how brilliant they are, then fantastic. Because they're gonna be the people who are ruling the world eventually. They're gonna be yeah. the people who are the, the um the CIOs and the um the CISOs of the future. And that's what I um what I, I try to to um sort of impart to them as it were. Um, it's really worthwhile thing to do though I'd I'd recommend anybody go out and mentor it's really really Mm. important and really worthwhile
0: this is brilliant and one thing that I love that you said there Katie when you said that you're mentoring these these um, young women in tech um, and you said they're all way cleverer than I am and uh, and I and I say that about people as well but I think you know what that that means get my teeth in it means that you're a leader um the good leaders the best leaders do that um they surround themselves with people that they at least perceive to be smarter than them and and mm. they don't have an ego about that and they're not fearful of that because um they shouldn't be they should want that next generation to to, to flourish and uh, and do well and take things forward so that's an amazing an amazing attribute for you to have. So more power to you for that. It's absolutely brilliant. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, one thing I did want to ask, which um, mm-hmm. is something I know you've spoken about, Cat, previously, is bias and whether it be conscious or unconscious. And an example of that would be the story that you often tell Kat of how you've done a technical presentation um, and then afterwards people will come up to your male sales colleague and ask him the technical question who then passes said individual over to you is, have you got any similar experiences, Katie, of where that's happened to you, that sort of thing?
1: Yeah. So I've definitely had experience of that and it's, um, and all mm. the way through my career in lots of different ways. Um, I, mm. I get it even, even outside of my career, I went to buy a car once before my partner could drive mm. and instantly, <laughs> the salesman was going over and, and chatting to my partner i was like uh, he can't drive. He's, there's no me no point with my car <laughs> <You know? laughs> things like that it was um it's just in it it's unconscious bias and i i understand mm. there's there is the conscious element of it there is um the when i way back at the start of my career there was very much a um a, an emphasis on um anytime I had a meeting with a with a vendor for example if i was the, the manager um, and I brought in a, a technical presence. They would default to talking to the to um, to my uh, one of my engineers rather than speaking to me about it. Even though I managed mm-hmm. the budget, there would be no. Um, they instantly they'd, they'd default to the man, um, or I would be the person expected. I've heard um, a couple of uh, ex colleagues of mine have said they've walked into rooms and been um, instantly expected to take the notes because they're a woman um uh, which is yeah. just wrong there's um there's been people i've um i've heard come and be asked um when are you going to have when are you expecting to have your next child <sighs> things like that things that you you just don't you just don't ask yeah, that it's like yeah. a hr violation <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah
1: it's it's ridiculous or or um the what was it um the element of of um, women living in the kitchen, I've heard of a lot of the time as well. There's been lots of those. Um, the biases they have become less and less as I've as I've grown and I've gone into different roles, um, but they are still definitely there. Um, the I've had I've been employed in organisations, although I've had quite um, senior roles in one organisation and been made redundant, gone into another organisation. In a lesser, lesser role, I've been offered a lesser role because I was a woman, and um, and I didn't last very long in those roles at all. I definitely moved out of those quite quickly, because um, you don't mm. expect it as soon as it, when you when you start a role, you don't expect that you've been taken on um, in a more menial, um, menial. That sounds horrible. <laughs> in a in a more <laughs>
0: I know what you mean. Administrative,
1: yeah. yeah, administrative role. Um, when actually you've got all these all these technical skills that could be used and they, they mm. aren't um actually taking me on for for the technical role that that I would expect to be um what I'm good at though if I go into a to an organization and I see bias um I'm getting much better at calling it out straight away when I was back on um back on the, my days of starting out um I was I was a bit nervous of of um, mm. maybe calling out bias because you think, oh well, then I'm going to have a mark on my yeah. uh, for me, and I, mm. I don't want to have that. Um, but I'm much better at calling out bias, especially when it's somebody else. If it's to somebody else, yeah. I can almost handle it. If it's me, but if it's to someone else, I will. So what, I, I can't have
2: what? What types of things would you say? How do you kind of approach it? Because I just not sure. <laughs> you do absolutely you no, absolutely. Ha- or you see that happening? What would be
1: so um i'm i'm quite well i'm an extremely diplomatic person and um, so Peter will back back me up on that i'm a very diplomatic person Absolutely. i've got a good way of raising things yeah so i can i can um approach something in in almost a humorous way to raise it ah. to, um, which then means that it's it can be it's, it's almost it's <clears throat> like planting a seed and people go oh actually no maybe i shouldn't have said that mm-hmm. um, I need to call it out directly I'll go directly to a person and say look maybe you shouldn't have said that because that's upset this person or and uh, but I'll be I'll be quite nice about it because they might not realize that they're they're being um that there's any bias there they might not realize what they've said is is offensive they might not realize that um they need to sort of filter um things that they say depending on um who they're talking to or or um or the sort of the, the position that they're in at the time um so I will bring it up directly with the person, but I'll be gentle about it. Um, I'm, never, I'm not an abrupt person, and I'm yeah. certainly not, I'm not a confrontational person <clears throat> at all. In fact, I hate confrontation, absolutely hate it. But I do find that talking to people usually fixes the problem straight yeah. out. And you usually don't have to take it any further at that point. Um, if it was to get worse, then that's that's why you need to escalate that and take it further to somebody who's a bit higher. But, yeah, yeah generally just a little chat does the job. Um, and people then go, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. I apologize. Yeah,
2: because sometimes it's uh, it's you don't know it's ignorance, isn't it? You, you know, and until <laughs> yeah. somebody points out, you're like, oh god, <laughs> didn't realize <laughs> that, but I do now. So yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, that's good advice. I think.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think it, it's quite nice, and I, I, I've sort of said that to my mentees as well. They should never feel uncomfortable um, to be themselves at, in a in a workplace environment. If you feel uncomfortable to be yourself, you either need to fix the problem or um, find a place that you're actually accepted for who you are. Um, And that's, and and that's something that I live by now um, because I should never change who I am just to, to fit an organization.
2: It's Mm. not the right way to be. Yeah, definitely. Amazing. So talking a little bit about your, so security is not an area that I spend time in, Um, I'm all, all about collaboration viva all of that wonderful stuff and so what would you what would you say your biggest challenge has been working with organizations on kind of getting those certifications and auditing and oh my gosh there's just a lot there what would you say is any big challenges that you face any stories war stories that okay. you want to share <laughs>
1: <laughs> how long have we got really uh, yeah. <laughs> <well>. <laughs> no do you know it's um Organisations, and depending on where the organisation is, the size and and the like, I do find that legacy technology is the biggest problem um, in security. Mm -hmm. So you have um, organisations that are resistant to change, and they're resistant to change because they've they've been institutionalised because they've spent an awful long time learning this technology. I completely get it. You've spent all of your life learning a technology that... Um, needs to be upgraded means that you have to learn it all again. And it and it's it's scary and it's difficult. And it's been an awful lot of time and effort gone into it. And it's hard and it's also costly to the organization. So I understand all those risk factors and it it's um how finding a way to explain to those organizations the benefits that that upgrading or moving to, to a new te- technology stack is um is going to bring to their organisation. And why that risk, that, that is offset, um, why the risks, um, are, sorry, why the risks are offset yeah. by the uh, benefits that are, that are then um, brought to the organisation. And that's a skill in itself. <laughs> I sort of explain that to an organisation. Having a certification behind me to say you have to do this because they're going to tell you off if you don't or you're going to get yeah. a master fine if you don't is helpful don't get me wrong that's really helpful but um the type of auditor that i was i would never be the type of person to say look that that's that's ridiculous that's awful you can't um you can't have that within your organization it because it always has to be a collaboration you have to be able to um to discuss with a client um the reasoning behind why why they they are using something specific um but it yeah it all links to 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 legacy technology and and technical technical debt and the like and and convincing people to move forward move with the times and move forward in that way um but i, I do enjoy having those discussions with people because it is um it does highlight an awful lot of benefit that they can bring into their organization and you nine times out of ten you, you leave those conversations and say actually yeah that's uh, that's fantastic i'm um i'll i'll move on uh, move over to this uh to this technology instead of what i was using or or would we'll look at a hybrid approach of, of moving some things over and and maybe have a, a um a sort of a project to to a program of work to mm. to move things over slowly and it yeah it's all dependent upon the the organization themselves and and their appetite to change really but yeah i babbled mm, too so. much. <laughs> apologies
0: yeah i'm I'm just nodding, for those listening rather than watching, I'm just nodding along in agreement to everything you just said there, Kate. It's absolutely <laughs> spot on. Uh, could not agree with you more, um, everything you just said there. And what you're doing now, because I, mean, I know that your journey in security has not necessarily been focused on Microsoft in particular. Has it moved mm-hmm. into that more now with you being at Avanade, or are you still more on a broader sort of spectrum of technologies?
1: So it has it has moved um, on to to more of a Microsoft focus because Avenards are um, are sort of part owned by Microsoft. They are part part of Microsoft as well. Um, but I am um, I'm I I have a Microsoft more of a Microsoft focus. But I do get to to dip into lots of different technologies as well, which is quite cool as well. Um, yeah. But um, my my sort of my trajectory as it were i went from my auditing and um, and lots of certification work to to working as an information security manager who was um sort of almost found out to, to work on on different uh, client projects in a managed services environment so rather than than the typical consulting on a day rate style of consulting it was very much um I was dedicated to two specific clients and I managed the information security for that clients uh, services offered by um by my company. Um what I've what what has changed now is it's much more um consulting uh, that I'll be doing for Avnob but much more in a in an advise advisory focus. So I don't do the doing I do an awful lot of the this is the way it should be. And this is this is how we can make things better, which is which is great, but with a security focus. Um, so I've uh, that there's been projects that I'm working on um, very much with a compliance focus. So lots of purview, lots of uh, of um sensitivity labeling and, and the like. Mm. And in tune, um I've been working on um lots and lots of um of Airing uh, on DLP and, th- and things like that, so lots of uh, of different um, elements of security that I can can bring into to focus. Um, so I've yeah, I haven't got a, a specialism as such. I always like to say I don't specialise on a very on, on any um, type of technology. A lot of it will be Microsoft mm. focused, but I'm also I know little bits about lots of stuff. Is is how I like. I'm very much a generalist. Um, and yeah. and whether it be good or bad, it seems to be. Um, I like to to learn about lots of different things as well, all at the same time. I'm always mm. always got millions of things going on at once, <laughs> just, uh, mm. which is which is isn't a bad thing. Um, but I do mm. uh, I want to learn more. I want to continue to to expand my um, my own knowledge in Microsoft um, specifically. Uh, so I'm going to be to be looking at. Um, taking an awful lot more certifications, um, which, yeah, no doubt, I'll, I'll ask you for your advice on that, Peter, because <laughs> sure. you're, oh, you're, you're not uh,
0: <laughs> 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 Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. That's a nice, nice combo. I, st- I still have one certification to do and the security certifications for Microsoft. There's one left that I still believe it now I haven't got to, which is the SC200, which is the security operations um Something or other. I forget exactly what. Security operations analyst. That's what it is. Uh, uh, so i have not done that one yet. Yeah. But I've done all the other ones. I've I've done the hardest one for me was the the, the 100, which is the cybersecurity architect expert, which I really really wanted. Um, yeah. And um, it took me a, three attempts to get that um, because it was very very heavy on the Azure side of things, which is not where my interests or expertise lie at all. So I had to get out of my <laughs> comfort zone and study up on on that side of things like Azure Arc and Azure this and Azure. There's oh my god, there's so I guess from the opposite side of of of, of the picture, the people who work are camped in the Azure infrastructure, they might look at the M365 side of things and think the same God there's so much M36 purview this and Defender that yeah. and entra- the other, so I guess it goes both ways. But uh Azure was very difficult for me to get a grip on.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah so you, it, you have your specialisms, don't you? you think right, okay. I'll, this, this, there's so much to focus on in M365. You're thinking, well, <laughs> the Azure side yeah. can wait for a while. I'll go to that. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I agree
3: there's with you.
2: Always be
0: effort... learning. Always be learning. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, every,
2: everybody has their like interest, like. I feel like I've chosen like the fun stuff, like collaboration teams. Like for me, mm-hmm. that's just bright, colorful, people-focused. Like that is absolutely up my street. Whereas if you want to sit me down with some Azure, oh goodness me, that's just yeah. But then mm-hmm. s- other people are opposite; they absolutely hate the colorful people <laughs> stuff, and they're like, just let me sit with my database and you know <laughs> do it, crack mm-hmm. on. So yeah, yeah. It's really I- I- isn't that? yeah site. absolutely how how do you because Microsoft say this as well like security landscapes changing constantly that's like a blurb mm. from one of their like presentations um so. how do you keep up with the change is it the certifications is it the blogs how do you keep up with that ever moving you know thing of all the new features coming out and
1: it's just a lot it, it is a lot to. It, it's a lot to take in, and sometimes there's um, the even the amount of rebrand and things like that that happen. Yeah. And, and, and keeping yeah. on top of what things are called when you're talking to clients, making sure you're using the, the right terminology is can be difficult. But I um, I, it's got to be it's got to be a hybrid approach. You've got to you you've got to read the blogs, watch uh, looking at at, at podcasts um, and videos, and um, looking at at um, uh, Ignite uh, and mm. making sure that attending conferences as well is so so important. And now that I can again, I'm gonna be doing that, which will be fantastic. Um I've I've got I have my CISM and I have my Cisp as well. So that's that's helpful um to for sort of a grounding of, of, of all of the different areas of security. Um, the certifications are great um but there are so many of them that yeah. trying and... Track of them will be really difficult and they change as well as time goes mm. on so having um having a mixed approach and working out what your folk you want your focus to be so if yeah. i um at the moment um i'm i'm looking at um uh, going to be looking quite heavily at human-centric security which touches wow. upon how it touched upon all the things that you're talking about as well kat so you're talking about um, all of all of the collaboration and all of the different uh, of all of the the fun and um, and colorful stuff but with a security focus yeah um, interesting. That, yeah so it, it will be um, I'm hoping that that's that's going to be quite an interesting one to sort of delve into. Um, mm-hmm. and looking at, um, at secure development as well. so um secure development is um it's it's one of those things that although I'm not a developer, I do live with a developer uh, so I know I know his, his instant responses oh, security is just a pain a pain in the neck I can't I can't do it um, it just adds extra complexity to what I'm doing and I try to say well actually if you don't do that you could end up having to redo it all because you've got mm. um, you you've, you've had a breach or there's been a vulnerability in the code yeah. so I do it's yeah it's it's interesting to um, to bring a human element into not just um, Sort of the um human-centric security as it it normally is but secure development as well and making sure i've had wonderful conversations with developers over the years where they've said um, yeah i I just can't do it that's extra time that's going to take me so i'm not adding that into my project plan or or something and that in itself is um is it becomes complicated um what I do find is if I'm um sort of circling background to um to how I keep on track with things that the changes in the in the industry um i've got a, I've got bookmarks of of different um sites that I watch every day in case there's a new vulnerability comes out for example mm. um, that I need to be aware of um I've got um and anything anything new and exciting that comes up i've yeah I'm on LinkedIn pretty much all of the time just just watching things mm. coming through. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, it's one of the best places and Twitter as mm. well is one of the one of the good places to to see mm. um, sort of new and emerging tech coming through um, but yeah when something new comes in they have to read about it because it, it's exciting isn't it it's new and shiny. Oh,
0: <laughs> completely. There is so much stuff to catch up with though I find I do the same I and i well oh, bookmark that I'll keep the tab open I'll read it later and Five days later, oh, I haven't read it yet. It's so difficult keeping up with everything that's being bombarded at us. So, it is a challenge for sure, but it's an it's an exciting challenge. It's 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 a great place to be, definitely Maybe. in is space. My like... I was sort of... oh, here?
2: He's like jumping hey. up, moaning. He's like, there he is. Hmm, "Hmm, I want to play." And like jumping up on me and stuff. Oh my goodness! So here's here's my baby. <laughs> oh, he's hey. Sorry to derail <laughs> the conversation, but he was just No, um, never. Bruce Bruce so is mad. part of the show. He's lonely, <laughs> pure thing. You're in the you're in the team yeah, now, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Some people hate that, so there'll be people
1: watching like that's disgusting.
3: <laughs> and yes, <laughs> I like to
1: kiss my dog.
3: <laughs>
1: mine does the same. Apologies if mine was barking outside before. So if that, if you have heard that, I do apologise. Oh, no, that's right. That. I mean, oh. I brought mine right up on the thing. What dog do you have? <laughs> I have a um, a lab collie staffy cross, so he's he's a bit oh, of everything. Wow. He looks yeah. like a little Labrador with white paws and a white and white chest.
3: he's oh, he's so cute. he's, so
1: cute. But he's um he's yeah he's, he's nine now, so he's he's, he's starting oh. to get a, a, a flex of grey on his nose. You know? Oh, he's so
2: getting cute. old Well, Bruce is two and a half, so he's still oh, like no. sprightly and come on then ready <laughs> to play all the time. So <laughs> dear oh, me anyway sorry what were we what were we talking about
0: (laughs) i was just going to say from my perspective is sort of the opposite to yours katie in in a way and that i have been a long time sort of microsoft person who's hopped from being an exchange migration person which is when you knew me i was like the exchange migration guy and then i went more into the areas where cats sort of focused spent a bit of time in SharePoint and then Teams and then um and found my way into security so I've was been just a, a Microsoft person who sort of found myself in the security space and I don't have that broader industry knowledge that that you've got so I'm quite envious of that in a way so at some point I'm going to want to pick your brains on on that and see if you can help me maybe get more skilled yeah. up and maybe do the certifications that some of the, the, that you've done outside of Microsoft because that's definitely an area that I feel that I'm lacking, sometimes I can't have those broader conversations outside of my Microsoft bubble. And, and you can't think in those terms because customers coming, coming, to you wanting to get on that Microsoft journey, they've, they've got their, you know, fingers in other pies and you need to be able to understand that. So it's interesting. Think it's a good, it's a
1: good way to do it. It's a, it's quite, um, the the certifications that I've got now I I want to do my CCSP as well that's my my next non-Microsoft route I want to take is Mm. definitely my CCSP and and that's that follows on nicely from my CISP. but um Mm. it took me a while I took it it took me two tries to get my CIS and two tries to get my CISM because I didn't do one of the boot camp um boot camps that you could do at the time because it was it was COVID so I couldn't Mm. um and I did all self-paced learning and I'm really rubbish at, at what reading books i can do i can do videos and i can do um i could do powerpoint slides i could do what, whatever else but i can't i can't sit and read a book cover to cover when because uh, it i need to dip in and out of it um the only advice that i have for, for anybody is um is practice questions were the way to go with everything that i've Ooh, <laughs> done yeah. so far definitely practice questions it's because um, it, it sort of teaches you um, as, as you're going through. Um, I do find that having the general understanding helps when for migration style work, if there's um, anything specifically security-wise. I have worked um, on some some migrations um, from AWS through um, to Azure, um, which has been interesting, so more from yeah. a security standpoint, more overarching. Um, and looking at those, it's quite interesting to um, to see the differences and the differences in terminology as well. Mm. The different tools that you've got within uh, that area. So I I have um, I have seen and like secure development again is is quite um, an interesting one because you've got different mm. terminology between Azure and AWS when you're looking at, mm. at developing tech and oh. um, and it's. Um, I, I like the fact that I know a little bit about what's going on underneath, just be able to mm. um to articulate that to clients and to to yeah. my network as well. It's not always a client, it's so, sometimes I just ask advice.
3: Yeah.
0: So I suppose um Azure Purview, the Azure Purview data map will come into that yeah. a, a fair bit, will it? Is that fair to say? Because that's an area that I've sort of not touched really yet and it seems very yeah. big and scary and uh but it's uh something I do need to. To, to get my head around, I think as as I as I move forward in, in my own journey, so yeah, uh, it's very
1: pretty. Yeah. It is very pretty in the, the, all of the all of the um, the the inputs <laughs> you get into there, and 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 any and things that you can look at that you never you never could before. Um, it's yeah, it's really interesting, and yeah, full um in depth deep dive into it would be be pretty cool. Mm. Um, and how how it integrates the Sentinel as well is, is really cool. Mm
0: really cool yeah oh you're crazy, inspiring me here absolutely yeah. inspiring me it's so <laughs> bad Sorry, God, that you
2: know, I didn't think about this but yeah you're gonna have to understand how different vendors work from what? AWS mm. to Azure so you just when you say generalist trying to learn it you really have to know about so many different things because even just in the Microsoft world it's just oh there's lots there oh my goodness. But. to I have no idea about AWS, so I can imagine it's maybe the same kind of, <laughs> you know, there's just so much in there. So that's, yeah,
1: mad. Really, yeah. <laughs> well done as well. <laughs> fair, Absolutely.
3: Fair play, fair play.
1: <laughs> I don't have any of, any certifications in AWS or anything. I've just It's just things I've picked up. Yeah. Um, some really clever people I've worked with, actually, because they've worked with some fantastic AWS architects as well as Azure architects. Um, in my previous organization Uh, and and I'm really actually quite lucky now to have joined such a fantastic security advisory team as well that I've joined Mm -hmm. at Avanon because they've got Mm -hmm. such strengths in such a wide range of things and there's some some very similar to me um, focusing on on, um, the um, specifics uh, for GRC uh, but you also have people who are working on more IDAM specific um, Areas and then you've got just uh, people who are are very focused on um, sort of security strategy and and the like and more. Um, so coming up with um, with new security strategies or coming up with more um, more CISO focused operational um, sort of frameworks and the like. So it's, it's it's nice to to have that wide range of skill set that I can pull on. I can just ingest all of their information as well, which is great because mm. I get to learn stuff. And then if I can then um go into to a client and say, actually this is, there's a gap here, this person would be brilliant for that, and then and assist in, in pushing them forward. And it, it's it's also you get that reward for helping your client and helping your colleagues and also then um make it it's it boosts your own confidence because you're learning things as you go, um, which is always good.
2: Yeah goodness me so i guess we've we've talked a lot about it because your big old brain and lots in there how do you how do how do you de-stress what's your out of work hobby how do you get away from all this security and iso certificates that you've got to do how
3: do
1: you relax Uh, i'm definitely a a film buff Uh, i love a good film so we've got yeah, we, we, we have uh, the
2: Limitless Passes for Odeon, so we tend to go to the cinema quite a bit in my house. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Love we, love, we love a good, yeah, we're a bit, we're a bit filled a film bus, aren't
3: we, Peter, would you say? We definitely, definitely are, yeah. I mean, when, yeah.
0: when we first started this show, we originally had a question that we asked every guest. Let's let's bring it back temporarily for, for you, Katie. We used oh, to ask... Yeah. Every, every guest used to get asked this question, Terminator 1 or Terminator 2? Oh...
1: That's a tough one. <laughs> oh, do I have to have a we reason behind that. it
2: as well? Not, Not necessarily. Really. Some people <laughs> have just said which one they like best, just because they like it better.
1: Yeah, I think Terminator Two. I like better. Yeah. Is that? You know, is a, that
2: lot bad? a lot. No, a lot of people. <laughs> I think Terminator Two is winning. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah.
2: I I think I said Terminator One, but do you know what? I just watched Terminator Two again the other night. I was like, oh, the, but we watched it on 4k so we could see like the dummies and stuff and like the oh
3: yeah
2: <laughs> and like the, and the van the badly. truck <laughs> that crashes but it still <laughs> looks amazing that's the thing it still looks it's still awesome it's like oh my god how on earth did they do this back in when well, it didn't when to come out the 80s um early 90s yeah like, but yeah. It looks amazing still, but I could see it's such good quality now that the films weren't made mm. for that good a quality.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: So you can see like the dummies. So, yeah, hmm, moving over mm. slightly to Terminator mm. 2, but I still love one. But yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: What the
0: last do, thing Adam? you went to
1: see? Oh, uh, Ant Man, the latest Ant Man.
0: What was yeah. it? Was it cool.
1: good? Do you recommend and, it? Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. My other half wasn't as impressed. I think um, mm. he's very much a, a comic book person, so um, he knows all the ins and outs of everything. Yeah. And, uh, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's, um, yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed it. It was, it was good. I don't, um, I don't tend to look too deeply to them. I just, as long as I'm enjoying it, I, I don't mind. fun watching. Yeah. And it's that uh, we were talking about um, the. So my my son is fourteen, and um, and we've been more often now watching some of the older all um, the films and uh when he was 11 i think it was 11 my brother was staying with us and um and he got him watching die hard i was like oh wow. yeah oh, wow. and, yeah and gremlins and um gremlins yeah yeah all, all <laughs> the, the 80 80s classics and um and I, I came in one day i was like you know he's 11 right <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> they, they haven't aged very
2: yeah <laughs> also, it's like it's like old action, which isn't as bad yeah. as now, I don't mm. think so. It's yeah, the yeah. ratings. Die Hard's are the best yeah. action
0: film ever. Yeah, <laughs> do you know it was
2: Ian McKellen? Not Ian McKellen. Um, uh, oh, what's his name, Snape. Oh my gosh, oh Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Alan like, Rickman. why is it Ian McKellen? Alan Rickman. That was his first film. Was yeah. Die Hard. Uh, when really? he was 40, he did theatre before that and it was his first yeah, big break, wow. it was his first film I never knew that he was, he was 40 he just... years old
0: oh and he was super cool in it wasn't
2: he he was great he was made for it i Absolutely saw alan rickman brilliant. walking down years ago in new york walking down the street in soho and he had wow. like silver hair silver trench coat gray trench coat and i was like oh God, oh, alan rickman can we ask for a foot but he was walking yeah. like so cool i was like no nah, i can't oh, do so, it anyway
3: <laughs> he, was, fangirls he was a good looking man
0: <laughs> no doubt wasn't he, he yeah, was a yeah. Damn good-looking yeah man, and uh what a voice he had as well Oh, yeah, such such a presence yeah. and gone too soon. Really sad. Yeah, but, it was sad. Um, it really was. You yeah. see so Some many
1: stories, players. so many stories of how nice he was as well. Yeah. Like yeah. and then he would he would <sighs> um, go and and speak up if there was something that was happening on set that he didn't agree with, and if mm. the um, and when he, the Harry Potter cast like oh he was just like a dad you're just there yeah. and looking after them like that. And I, I love that. I love that about actors who are real. Gentlemen and really nice, nice blokes, Um, and that's that. Yeah, I think that's that's the type of actor I'd want to be, like the Keanu Reeves of the world as well. Yeah,
0: (laughs) he's amazing, isn't he?
1: Amazing! He's so nice to everybody. Yeah, it's great.
0: Yeah, he just does random acts of kindness, doesn't he? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's he's so cool. I love the John Wick films so much. Yeah,
2: Yeah, Um, they're good fun. I I love it when Keanu Reeves takes a photo. Every time he takes a photo with, like, young girls or women, he never actually touches them. He's always just, he's yeah. got his arms round, yeah. but he's he's got the gap, and he's like, nope, this is mm-hmm. the, this is... <laughs> is <a> <laughs> no, I'm not manhandling anybody. So he's very kind of clued on and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's funny.
0: And that's but so it. important. I mean, um, I, I try and do exactly the same because I don't want to invade anyone's personal space, male or female or otherwise. Yeah. Um, and mm. you, you and I had a photo taken the other week, Kat, when we were in person. And that same day, I met another very dear friend of mine, Morgan, who I hadn't seen in years. And and I was very made sure that I didn't invade didn't any space. So. Whereas
2: I'm like, well, hey, come on, Peter. <laughs> <laughs>
3: take a and that, that's at a fine drink. if you feel comfortable <laughs> enough for
0: me to do that. I am happy for you to do so. So. <laughs> all good. All good. Right. It's well, always nice to see in person, though.
2: Yeah,
3: absolutely.
0: And, uh, and speaking of that, can now that you are sort of ensconced uh, in the community and surrounded by community folk. Katie, I mean, you're working with Zoe, you're working with Kev, and uh, Paul Dredge has just joined Avenard as well. So you you can't escape it. Are we going to see more of you in our community? I mean, yes. you've already said you're going to be at events, so it's going to be great yep. to potentially see you in person at conferences. Um, yeah, are you planning to get get involved and do some speaking that that sort of thing?
1: Well, I do hope so. I, I've, I have submitted some um, some requests for um, requests for speakers, so. I'll see uh mm. see if anybody uh sort of bites on those and we'll see how they go. Um yes, you'll have to be very, very gentle with me, everybody, that's <laughs> the case, because I'll be very new. Mm. <laughs> oh, everybody's
3: yeah. very like,
1: Everybody's so they nice are. with
2: stuff like that. Yeah. And nobody yeah. wants you to and fail like everyone's very really supportive. There you go.
0: Mm. Exactly that. Yeah. Exactly like that you saw so, you saw so right.
3: We're all so, oh, look, yeah, looking forward it to it. And
0: I, And I hope at some point, maybe we'll have the opportunity to speak together, do collaboration, maybe we could talk, talk. that'd be cool. So let's, (laughs) let's sort that we'll, we'll take that away and see what we can do together to, to do, to deliver something cool to the community. Ah, Amazing. Ah, Amazing. Well, Conscious of time, everyone's time is valuable, and thank you so much for being so generous with yours today, Katie. It's always great to talk to you, so we appreciate you very, very much. Before we wind up, is there any last things that you'd like to say, uh, and if people want to get in touch with you, how they how they can reach you potentially?
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm on LinkedIn. I'm uh, Katie McMillan. I did just put my name down as Katie there, yeah, so uh, so I'll make sure that that's available for everybody. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, just I suppose. Um, if anybody want, has any interest in security, if there's anybody who needs it needs a new mentor as well, it's always a good thing. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah uh, anything anything at all people want to uh, to talk about, I'm I'm um, my ears are open. So yeah, great, and it'd be fantastic to get to know more of the community as well.
0: amazing amazing right well we shall wind things up there um as always please can i ask everyone to like and share and subscribe the show is doing so well thanks to your support we recently hit one thousand subscribers so thank you so much for that i'm so sorry i pestered you relentlessly for days on twitter and linkedin but i appreciate the support um but it's so important to subscribe. Most of the people who watch the show still aren't subscribed, and it does help us grow, does help us to deliver more content for you, those likes, those shares, and comments as well. So. Talk to us, we're, we always like to hear from you. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at CloudCon365. We're also now on LinkedIn as well. No idea what the page is called, but we're not hard to find. Um, YouTube, you're already on YouTube, unless you're listening, uh, on Spotify and uh, Apple and other podcasts. So if you are listening, you can find us at youtube.com forward slash at Cloud Conversations. Um, we love your support, we love to hear from you. And if you wanna be on the show, give us a shout. Everyone's always welcome. Uh, on that note, we shall um, call it a day and take this one home, and we'll see you in the next time on Cloud Conversations. Thanks, Kerry. Thanks, Kat. We'll catch you down the road.
2: No worries. Bye. Thanks.
3: Thank you. Bye. Bye.